Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Rife, and today the intro is a bit different as today's episode is going to be more personal. If you've been listening to this podcast for the last, I would say, 20 to 25 episodes, I feel like there has been a shift in content and in the way I speak and in the way I present things, and that's not by accident. I've really been trying to understand the impact that I'm making in the world and the people I'm helping, and that has caused a lot of self-inquiry. I've had to really reflect on, you know, the type of person I want to be and who I want to teach and what I want to stand for and what's my reputation. And I just started thinking about how lately there's been a lot of disconnect in how I want to teach and what I'm teaching or what I want to put together, but like not trusting myself. And so lately, through the help of a lot of mentors and just taking downtime to myself and really, really thinking about the future, I started to realize like, okay, it's time to trust myself. It's time to share this message. And I feel like honestly, this podcast is cathartic. And whenever I speak into it, it's like declaring an energetic shift. And so that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to share with you just what's been going on behind the scenes of my mind and in my business and what my plans are and what I'm here for and what I'm not here for, because I just feel like I've also outgrown a lot of versions of myself. I feel like even the person I was last July is absolutely not the same person I am today. And it's worth updating you on that because then you can see if this is something you still align with or not. And I hope you stick around for the type of content and teachings I'm going to be putting out there. And if not, I trust that, you know, that's not meant for you and we're not aligned at this point in time and that's okay. And I will say it is kind of, uh, it's not scary, but it's a little bit vulnerable to talk about this stuff because I'm going to be speaking about myself in a way that I've never done before. I'm going to be sharing a lot of sides of myself I haven't shared before. And even right now, I'm a little bit nervous. So I did write some notes and I'm going to pull them up because I think it will help me organize my thoughts. Okay. So basically, let's just start from the beginning of my business. When I started out, I wanted to teach about mindset and manifestation because at that point, it's something I really felt that I mastered. And so that's what I did. My first course launch was a massive success. I've talked about this before on the podcast, and there were 20 people that signed up at the price point of $497. So you can obviously do the math and figure out that financially it was a success. I knew at that point that I was in my best energy because I was spending my days how I wanted to, and my quality of life was at the level I wanted it to be. I was living in Australia. I was working in amazing cafes. I was spending the days walking on the beach and swimming like a little kid and going out to beach bonfires and drinking with friends and meeting cute guys who eventually one of them became my boyfriend, getting ice cream to celebrate my signups. And I didn't feel like I was leading a double life. Like what you were seeing me do in Australia is who I was. And I truly feel that's what ended up allowing my course launch to do so well because I trusted myself and I was in my best energy. And I also had a plan because I had taken a course on how to launch a course. And the reason I say that is because there was strategy involved, which I'll get to in a second. So because that course launch went so well, I realized, oh my gosh, well, now I want to make more money, right? Like when you make that much money, you're like, oh, well, let me just make more and then I can pay off debt and student loans and do more things. 
So I started to join more courses and more memberships and hire more mentors. And I really shifted and not in the best way. I felt like I started to become a watered down version of myself and regurgitating a lot of the same info over and over again, especially from the people I was learning from. And I was also inundating myself with every single spiritual podcast or book or self-development podcast or book that you can think of. And I really just started to lose sight of my own message and my own power. And again, I just felt like I was this totally dulled down version of what I originally wanted to teach or what I wanted to do. Also at this point, manifestation was like the top buzzword of 2020. I actually think it was the most searched word on Pinterest, which makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, we've been dealing with the pandemic And everyone has been looking for hope or inspiration or survival. So obviously when you hear that this person manifested $10,000 or a G-Wagon or a new house, you're like, oh, well, how how did they do that? I want to do that. That's very human, by the way. Like if someone is doing something that you want to be doing, you would learn from them. So I'm not saying that that's a problem. I'm just explaining the context of why I think the word manifestation like blew up in 2020. So I did the same, right? I kept learning from all these people, but I also was putting a lot of them on pedestals. And when I did that, I started to feel really disassociated from myself and my business. And at the same time, I was dealing with my new relationship, moving to a new country where I didn't speak the language, new weather, new environment, new circles. And the more and more I learn about being a reflector, this makes a lot of sense to me that like my environments affect me so much. And so I just straight up felt like not me. I was kind of just like on autopilot and being a robot and being like, okay, well, just repeat this word and repeat this thing because that's what you know how to do and just keep doing it because it works. But even though it worked in this sense of creating financial income, I didn't feel like I was saying what I actually wanted to say. I was also going through so much internal stuff spiritually, like realizing my gifts and my powers and intuition, that I started to resent a lot of what I was learning and the spaces I was in, which was very systems and tech and practical and say this and post that. So you can start to see there was just this massive disconnect with everything, like my environment and what I was learning and what I wanted to say and what I wanted to think, but I wasn't saying it. Like it was just kind of a mess. And I started to shut down. And this is now I'm learning a nervous system thing. I was overloaded with information. I was totally disconnected from my own energy and what I wanted to say. And I truly felt like I wanted to just live in the mountains and disconnect and start over. And I've talked to several people about this. Like there was a period in early 2021 where I'm like, I just want to go away to a forest for a week and turn off my phone and not talk to anybody and literally not be in contact with the outside world. And to be honest, I still would love to do that. <laughs> but I also think maybe that's the the two line in my uh, 6'2 reflector profile. But we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that's where I was for the back half of 2020. Also, I just started to feel like the manifestation content I was seeing was so, so basic in terms of like missing context. So people just saying things that honestly sound like a Pinterest quote, like hold out for the better outcome and you know, um, quantum leap. But then I'm like, well, wait a second. How can you hold out for something better if you're trying to survive? For example, if you're like, oh, hold out for the better outcome, like a house. 
Well, not everybody has the finances to hold out for something better or hold out for the better job opportunity. It's like, well, if you got fired and you need money to pay rent, how can you hold out for the better job opportunity? Like that's, there's privilege in that, right? Like not everybody has to do that. There were periods in Australia where I remember being so broke. I was like, I don't have an option. Like I have to take this job to be able to pay rent and buy groceries. And so when I would see things like that, like just hold out a little bit longer for the better option. I'm like, there's so much missing there. This is a nuanced conversation. And I live in 3D reality. I'm not someone that's living in this like 5D esoteric world where I'm going to spiritually bypass what's going on in the world. So all this content around, you know, hold out for the better outcome and quantum leap, but not thinking about what happens if you quantum leap was starting to bother me. And I know because I went through it. You have a new identity when you quantum leap. You have to develop new habits. You operate from a new lens and a new way of life. And so you have to start preparing for it now, which I'll get to in a second. But I remember hearing about this big quantum leap and see what happens. And I feel like that's what happened with my first course launch when I quantum leaped to have my very first launch result in almost $10,000. I mean, hello, like that's a quantum leap. And no one taught me how to prepare for that. And again, I'm not blaming anybody. Like this is the part of learning and responsibility and looking back and moving forward and pivoting. But what I believe now is like we need to start having conversations of maybe let's not quantum leap. Let's maybe take baby steps to prepare for what happens if the quantum leap comes, right? Like if I want to make $10,000, who is someone that makes $10,000, She probably has her finances together. She probably has accounting software. Maybe she has a financial advisor. She has a plan for the money. And that's stuff that I'm just recently starting to hear people talk about. And I'm so thankful because no one talks about that. And I also am learning, again, more about my human design, where as a reflector, it's like part of my design to reflect the health of the community. And this is what I'm seeing. Everybody's trying to make a shit ton of money and not work that many hours and hit the 100k mark on Instagram and have the blue check mark, but then not thinking about all the responsibility and level of leadership that comes with that. If you are making $10,000 a month, you probably have a team or software setup or systems or customer service or a plan every day. And that's stuff, again, that I never hear people talk about. A lot of business owners, especially in the beginning, want to just quit their jobs and make money off the bat And don't think about the safety net. And this is what I'm talking about. Like we need to start having these conversations about if you're going to quantum leap, what's your plan for when it happens? Or what's your backup plan? Like, did you build a savings account? Do you know how to take out a business loan or business credit card? Are you able to gather family finances to back you up? Can you get funding up front? And these are things that I like, again, I don't hear people talk about often. And the reason I bring this up is because you know I love context. So every time you look at an entrepreneur making a ton of money and talking about how easy it was, I would also ask you to reflect on, okay, how many team members do they have? What softwares do they use? How much automation do they have? How much of a safety net do they have? How good are they are tracking their finances and like understanding income and outcome and expenses and all these things? Because that all contributes to success. Okay, so I feel like I just went on a little rant there, but this all plays into what I'm talking about. 
So in January, when I was like feeling all this stuff, I started to rebel and try to decondition from so many of the things that I was learning about the business world. So my business like school, it's not even a school, (laughs) it was like just a business mastermind that I was in, was teaching a lot of harmful practices. Things like collecting deposits on the phone, um, encouraging people to take out credit cards if they couldn't afford it asking them what their life would be like in six months if they didn't invest with you, constantly pushing back on objections. And it never sat right with my my body or my mind or myself. I was like, this feels gross. So in January, I started to like completely go the opposite way where I was like, I started to identify strategy as bad because of how I learned it. So then I hired my coach who was amazing, Rachel Turner. And she started showing me the the way of like working with your energy and your mental health and it's okay to be human and run your business where I feel like in that business program I was just learning how to be a robot so but again though I went too opposite so then I was like I'm gonna do whatever I want every day doesn't matter I don't need strategy don't care don't need to automate anything don't need help I'll do it all myself And I was still trying to decondition from everything that I had learned before, which was like every single post needs to be a learning lesson or packed with value or inspirational. So while I was going down this path, I feel like I just started to confuse myself and I started to hide a lot of who I was because I also thought it wouldn't be acceptable for someone who was a business owner trying to teach you about mindset and emotional regulation and nervous system. I didn't really want to share what I was doing uh, in my downtime. For example, playing beer pong on the weekends with my boyfriend or smoking some weed during the week and watching Big, Big Mouth on Netflix. Like I was like, I can't share that. That didn't sound inspirational. It doesn't sound professional. I thought people wouldn't take me seriously or people would doubt me. And so I just started to present myself almost in a different way, not like completely fake, but just a watered down version. And my boyfriend, who is German and blunt, even said, he's like, I just, I feel like you're like a different person online. Like you're not who you are online as you are in person. And I'm like, whoa, for him to notice that someone that's not even really on social media to see what I was portraying online versus who I was in person was a really big, big, big eye opener. Like in person, I'm really goofy and silly and funny. And I love to dance to rap music and have fun. And I sleep in. And on the weekends, like sometimes I do drink a lot. Sometimes I do smoke weed. We're going to a music festival in September. And like, I'm going to party. I'm going to rave. <laughs> I feel like I was so scared to share parts of that because I was like, well, that's not inspirational. And a coach would never talk about that. And people aren't going to take you seriously. And I'm like, well, no wonder I'm, I feel like I'm living a double life because I am. I'm hiding all these parts of myself. I also feel like part, part of hiding myself was hiding a lot of my intellect. So for example, I, I actually posted about this on my Instagram of how I knew so much about marketing and sales and business and tech and wellness and influencer marketing and psychology and emotions. I studied all this stuff. I went to school for this stuff. I got my master's. I've had internships and mentors. I worked in corporate America for six years, learning from some of the best people in the business. I've had so much training. And then all of a sudden, when I started my business, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to sell. I don't know about tech. I don't know this and that. And it's like, yes, I did. I knew so much of that. But because I had never done it in a coaching world, I just like acted like I had to start from square one. 
And so now that I do feel more confident in what I'm teaching and what I want to teach, I do want to start to bring more of these conversations back into my teachings and my podcast. Like I would love to kick off the podcast telling you guys about business innovations or female founded companies and tech and what's going on in the innovation world and wellness because like again, we live in a 3D world and I don't want to be someone who spiritually bypasses what's going on and like is someone that has no context of what's happening in the world. I don't I don't think it's healthy to constantly be watching the news 24/7 and have it on repeat. At the same time, I'm not one of these people that's like, "Oh my god, I had no idea that this thing happened in this country or like this was going on in the tech world or this company did this." It's like, "No, I do know what's going on and I do want to share more about it." Now, this is also again where I kind of think my human design comes into play. And even saying that out loud, I still feel a bit skeptical saying that, which is interesting. Like I found out I'm a 6'2 reflector and reflectors are the ones who reflect the health of the community. And a 6'2 is someone that is called like the role model hermit. And so when I learned about it, I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. I'm actually going to read a little segment from my 6'2 profile in just a second. But then I started like, even as I'm saying that, I'm like, is it this being a 6-2 reflector or is it just like trusting myself? Is it having common sense? Is it just like knowing things because you studied them? And this is the part where I'm like, I don't have an answer for you all. Like, I don't know that I'm 110% on board with human design. And it is so validating and it helps me so much that I do love learning about it to the point where I almost got like a teacher certification a few weeks ago. And this is the part of me that's like, okay, I'm okay though with experimenting and not knowing. And if it is validating and helping me, then why not keep learning? But at the same time, I'm here to tell you like, there is part of me that's like, "Mm, is this real? I don't know. So anyways, as a reflector and reflecting health of the community, What I do see, again, is that everybody wants to make so much money, be famous, go viral, work as little as possible, but then they don't believe in themselves, they don't know if they're actually helping people, they doubt themselves, and they don't make a plan for any of this. So just like when I hit my 10K course launch, I never actually planned what to do with the money, and then my nervous system shut down, and I spent all of it, basically, and then I just stopped launching things for like two months. So I'm speaking from experience here. I was making just enough money at one point to pay rent and then have some extra after this course launch. So again, you would think, oh my God, well, she already did it once. She could just do it again. That's not what happened. I never had a plan. And so I freaked out and then I just didn't learn how to manage my money for months. So I went right back into the patterns that I had before, which was instead of living paycheck to paycheck, living like launch to launch and just literally surviving on the basics. So then I was like, okay, I need to figure out a plan. I need to make money. So I really focused on my one-on-one clients, which are high ticket. And I've been fortunate enough now to finally not have to worry month to month on how to pay rent because of the way I've structured my business, the way I have my payment plans laid out, the business expenses I've cut, the business expenses I've taken on. I've now finally been able to be in a place where I'm like, okay, I don't need to freak out every month that I can't pay rent. But something that happened along this way of doing one-to-one work was that I just convinced myself that one-on-one was my thing. Like, I'm just a one-on-one girl. I don't need to do group things. And because I had launched a few things throughout 2021 that resulted in just a few signups, I just convinced myself that group isn't for me. To be honest, maybe that's the case. But I also feel like 
I also feel like because I didn't have a lot of strategy because I was rebelling against like all the strategy I learned that that's also something that played into not wanting to do group stuff. Now, one of my mentors, Tori Washington, actually discussed this the other day on her Instagram where she's like, you actually do need plans and a strategy. Like wanting to be a millionaire, but having a zero plan of what to do with a million dollars, how could that work? And she was talking about this and it's like, okay, yeah, I know this now because of what happened with my course launch and the way I managed it after. But also my Aquarian air nature and just being a reflector and constantly experimenting, I had convinced myself that strategy wasn't for me and I don't need a plan. And now I do think this is personal, right? I'm sure there are some people that are like, I don't have any plans. I don't plan ahead. My business has worked and it's thriving. And so this is Everything I'm saying now is not meant to be taken as gospel. This is just me sharing an experience and what I think maybe some of you might be dealing with too. But I realized without a plan or at least some type of roadmap, that's what causes uncertainty and then the nervous system dysregulation that happens after that. Then that's when the panic sets in. That's when we freak out and we're like, how am I going to make money? I don't know if I can pay rent next month. I don't know how my insurance is going to come out. Like, I, I, don't, I didn't plan for this because we just quantum leaped without the plan. So now I'm in the phase of planning. And what I'm really stepping into now is being more open to moving away from one-on-one. Not moving away, but at least restructuring it. And starting to create digital products that can help more people. So things like audio courses, like the one I just released, the Summer Reboot, which you can find in the show notes, like ebooks, art, calendars, like I'm also really artistic and creative. And I think that part has been hidden a lot behind my coaching because I'm just too busy to like be creating. I'm like, I want to create a card deck and a journal and I want to create products. I'm thinking of doing a pop-up membership because I just want to see how it goes. I am a big experimenter, but this does require a lot of planning. And it does require a lot of thought. I need to back out the finances, right? Like, what's this going to cost? If I plan to create a journal and print it out, you have to plan for that. What are the costs of printing? I'm in Germany. I don't know about international shipping. So I'm going to have to sit down and really plan this stuff. And because I've been able to sustain myself the last six months with no plan, I have to be honest, I do feel resistance to this. Because, again, that I have built my business to a point where I can sustain myself, there is a big part of me that has all this evidence of like, look, you don't really need a plan or strategy. You've been able to live like this. But now it's to the point where I'm like, yeah, and I do feel a lot of uh, uncertainty about the future a lot because I don't have a plan. And so, yeah, there's resistance coming up. There's a lot of things I don't want to do. This is not the sexy part of entrepreneurship or business, right? Like I don't really want to sit down and do a lot of this stuff, but this is the level of leadership that I want to step into because the last year of experimenting and convincing myself that I meant for one thing and not the other is not sitting right. Like I would not be sitting down and recording this podcast if I thought I really could just keep sustaining myself and doing things the way I had been doing. Now, also, just a side note, I recently joined a membership called The North Node, which is led by Michelle Pelazon. She was on this podcast, actually, on episode 56. And this opened my eyes to the type of people I want to surround myself with. And I feel like this is what I've been craving and trying to find for a while. Everybody in this membership is extremely intellectual and intuitive who don't spiritually bypass. 
So these are people who heavily believe in astrology and human design and witchcraft and all this stuff. They are also curious and they're skeptics and they question things. And I was like, oh, okay, so wait, you actually can believe in like human design and question things and you can do things differently. And I really love it because I don't know, it's just a group of people I haven't really been around, like people that understand their natal charts and understand capitalism or they, you know, use human design in their business and they understand how to implement sliding scale payments. I'm like, oh my gosh, I finally feel like I found a community where we can talk about spirituality and manifestation and all these things and share news about the economy and innovation and what's going on in the world and how that impacts people. It's like, okay, this is what I've been wanting to find and I just didn't know it existed or how to articulate it. And so this is like the the new role and the new inner circle that I'm really stepping into. Like I said earlier, I'm not this like 5D person And to be honest, I kind of think that stuff is an excuse to not face real world problems. I'm going to say it. I don't care if it's controversial. I think a lot of people that identify as that and like put themselves on this spiritual pedestal, it's a way to disassociate from what's going on because no one pushes back on someone who says that they're super spiritual, right? It's actually like a really nice excuse. It's like, well, no one's really going to push back on that. And I'm not here for that. I'm not here for any of that. I'm not here for capitalizing on spiritual language. Like when people say, you know, if you've been ready to start, this is your sign. And they're using it in their marketing copy to enroll someone. I'm like, no, a sign is like when someone passed and you're like, I want a sign that they're here with me. And then you see a feather fall on the ground, or you want a sign that you're feeling the presence of somebody and you see an angel number to use stuff like this is your sign in your marketing copy to me is like, so gross, honestly. I'm going to say it. Like, this is who I am now. I'm speaking out about what I'm here for and what I'm not here for. I'm also not here for the word woo-woo or woo. I think it's offensive. And there is some context around why that's offensive. I encourage you to go do your own research and figure that out for yourself. I'm also not here for telling people that if something doesn't work out, that it's their energy or limiting beliefs, because that's just part of the equation. But to say that to someone over and over and over again isn't true. I've had extremely limiting beliefs and extremely negative emotions basically 50% of the time that I've had my business, yet I've had financial success. So to say to someone that they can't have an amazing month in business because they had like one negative thought is simply untrue. There are days in my business where I have the best calls, like breakthroughs, transformations, people are crying, people, you can just see it in their eyes, like something lit up. And then I could end the day in a bad mood crying because of something that happened personally. And I think it's actually powerful to be able to hold duality like that. And that's who I want to be and who I want to start calling into my energy field. I want people to understand, you know what? Yeah, I do have really shitty days and I'm a boss ass bitch. Yes, I am depressed and I can run my business. Yes, I had an argument with my partner and I had an amazing call this week. Like to live in that space is so much more freeing. It's so much more relaxing to know, wow, I don't have to wear this mask all the time of being perfect and happy and stress-free because that's such a black and white world. Life is gray. You can experience like 25 different emotions in one day. It won't fuck up your business. And I encourage you to do this right now. Like pause, (laughs) right after I say this, and think about it. I wake up and sometimes I'm like really tired. I'm like, oh, today is going to be like so long. 
And then I make my fruit bowl and I'm like, ooh, this is fun. I'm happy. And then I go outside and I feel this like gratitude and excitement because I love being outside in nature. And then I come inside and I may get an email or something that I don't want to deal with and I'm a little annoyed. And then something happens like Nick doesn't pick up his laundry and, and I get mad at him. And then we start laughing and we're cuddling. And then at night I realize I miss my family and I'm sad. It's like I just named so many different emotions. None of that is going to fuck up my business. And so I do think a gift that I've been able to cultivate is self-awareness. And with this self-awareness, I've started to realize that I didn't trust my own message and power in the last few months. And I was hiding behind the basic manifestation content because it's fluffy, it's pretty, it doesn't cause anybody to push back on me, and I don't really have to step up as a leader. I could just repeat things over and over and blame everything on limiting beliefs, but I've grown up. I've grown up a lot. I've evolved a lot. I've gone to therapy. I've had a lot of hard, hard, hard conversations with people in my life. I've invested in mentors that I align with, and I really understand my values now and what I need to do in my business. So what does this mean for my business? Basically, I want to be able to impact more people than my one-on-one clients, like I said, and the one-on-one exchange is really high. Like I give my all to my one-on-one clients. And so because of that, moving forward, I am going to be taking on fewer clients at a higher price point because this will allow me the space and financial freedom to create lower cost products and offers like the audio course or the eBooks or the memberships. And I can do live experiences again. I just need to recalibrate a little bit and plan this out. And honestly, I need a vacation. I haven't taken a true vacation in forever. So I am planning to take like most of August off. And I'm talking like off. I want to be swimming, drinking wine, sleeping in. Like I do not want to be on email or Voxer or anything. And so I do need that time and space to create this stuff. But I want you to know like this is coming. I've been doing one-on-one now for six months and I know I'm ready to make a bigger impact. It's just taken me a lot of reflection, doing a lot of things that I don't want to do and really owning what I'm here to do. And it's scary. Like I said, it is a bit scary. I know the next few months I'm going to probably fall flat on my face. I might mess things up, uh, but I'm willing to do that because I'm ready to do that and I'm ready to evolve. And I've been talking a lot about the 6-2 profile, so I just want to read a little bit about it. So it says that the two in the 6-2 profile carries within the search for a calling. The dilemma for the 6-2 profile is that it follows the wrong calling in the first 30 years of trial and error and stays stuck in there for quite a while. Depending on the genetic type, the consequence then is frustration, bitterness, anger, or disappointment. A simple example of studies, before we even have maturity or clarity of what we want and what's correct for us, we're forced by society to choose a fixed life path around age 20 and then later to perform the corresponding job. The 6-2 profile, like all other profiles that contain a 6, are still wet behind the ears before their 30th year of life, and it will require much more time and even excuse me, it would require much more time to even be able to make such an important decision in their lives. Often these people reach their second phase of life and don't want to have anything to do anymore with their previously chosen occupation, which I find so validating and interesting because I just turned 30 in February. And because of my background in corporate America, it makes sense that then I quit my job and started to do my own thing. And now in the last year that I've been coaching, I've just been doing a lot of experimenting and now I'm starting to evolve and change. And so it makes sense that my next step is to do exactly that. Also, something that's really important to me is my quality of life. 
I don't need to be investing in my business all the time. I told you guys, I was in like six different memberships, a hundred different courses, downloading every freebie and YouTube video and workshop I could think of. And it, it took a toll on like my other areas of life that are just equally as important. So now when I make money, I don't just invest in my business. I try to invest back into my health, my sensuality, my body, my mind. So different things like therapy or a membership or a mentor that have to do with those things in my life versus just business is really important to me. I also want space in my days. I don't need to have back-to-back meetings to prove that I'm busy or thriving or that my business is going well. And that's what I'm prioritizing now. Because truly, when I'm in that space, I am in my power and I can help more people. And I think I've done a good job of that in the last few months is to actually set that space up in my day because uh, I do so much better when I have that space. And it's something I'm going to continue to prioritize. And like I said, it's going to involve planning. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to plan. I will say this has been a long time coming. Like I am going to expand throughout this in the coming months. I'm going to do a rebrand. I have been feeling so called to rebrand. It honestly came from looking at my font. This is kind of a funny story. Every time I would make a graphic and I would look at my font, I was like, I just don't like something's off with the font. And so I kept going to Creative Market, which is an awesome website, by the way, and trying to download new fonts to play around with. And I was like, it just nothing is going well. Like I don't feel the energy behind what I want to put out there. And then I was like thinking about my colors and they're like really pastel and soft. Everything's just like fluffy and light and nice. And I think that was very reflective of last summer and when I built that brand, who I was. That's when I was in isolation, nannying, like hanging with these beautiful kids every day and working out and being super healthy. And I just felt like a softer version of me which is still part of me, but now I just feel like I want to have fun. Like I want to have fun with my brand. I want to have fun and show you all sides of me and not be so locked into like keeping everything light and soft and pretty and fluffy because again, I've evolved and I'm really, really inspired right now by like space and rapper music videos. So this may not make sense to people, but I think Doja Cat did an amazing job of combining the two in her recent album called Planet Her. I was watching it. I'm like, holy shit, this is like what I've been thinking of. I actually was trying to build out archetypes for my business with my coach a few months ago. And basically archetypes are like different customer profiles you can work with. And we had like the peacemaker, the flamethrower, all these really cool names that I'm going to be sharing in the coming months. And my mind immediately went to making them like aliens and just like really cool aliens though, not like just the the emoji type aliens. And that concept has been sticking in my head forever. So when I saw Doja Cat's music videos, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, I don't want to just do like a cute, cutesy little photo shoot at a cafe working on my laptop. I want to actually like go to Berlin and hire someone to like body paint me and put glitter on me and put a wig on and like do some crazy ass space photo shoot that makes no sense because this is the part of business that is so fun. I get to create whatever I want. My business is my art. It has a life of her own and it's so fun to just make it something different than anything I would have ever done. And so this is what I'm talking about, owning my power. Like I know I've been wanting to do something different. I know this is going to be maybe a bit weird if all of a sudden my marketing materials show me in like body paint with a wig that it looks like I'm in a music video. But it's like, that's who I want to be. I don't want to be this person that's just like always just taking photos of my laptop in a cafe 
because I don't, that doesn't feel aligned. doesn't feel aligned anymore. Straight up. I don't even need to justify it. So I just want to let you know that because I feel like when I declare stuff like that, there is this energetic commitment that I put out there. But I want to also give you permission to do the same. And I'm not even someone that needs to give you permission, but like, I hope I can be an example of, you know, when you just grow up and you watch music videos or look at magazines and you're like, wow, that would be cool if I could do that. You can do that. Instead of hiring a photographer and going to your local cafe, hire someone different and be like, hey, I'm looking to make like a music video for my website. I'm looking to make uh, body art. Does anybody specialize in that and do things differently? Because I think we've just gotten so used to seeing the same things over and over. We think we can't step outside the box and we can. And so, yeah, I want to rebrand. I want to change the content that I'm talking about and the lens that I look at, th- look at everything through. There's going to be a shift in a lot of things. And even with the podcast, I'm going to change up the format a little bit. I want to share more insights either within the podcast industry or like health innovations. I want to share about female business and money. And I really just want to start empowering us to have more knowledge and do more research and like just connect back with that human part of ourselves that I think a lot of us that are in the spiritual world kind of get disconnected with. Like we think we have to be really spiritual and can't talk about anything human or if we're human and talk about the economy that we're like not being spiritual. And I'm like, again, I'm not here for that. I want to marry both. And while I'm doing this, I like I said, I might fail, but I'm okay with that. And I'm ready to get up again and just like keep experimenting. What's really interesting is that I'm participating in a failure tolerance in July with the North Node, that amazing membership I'm in. And I already know it's going to bring up a lot. Like I already know that there, I'm going to have to do a lot of things that I don't want to. But failure, tro- failure tolerance is so important because basically develops thicker skin. It shows you that failure isn't as bad as you think. And when you develop that tolerance, you just become more fearless in your pursuits. And I feel like I've been doing that for the last few months. But the more that I learn about failure tolerance, it's actually really putting yourself in positions to fail instead of just like, oh yeah, a course launch didn't go that well. Like to me, a course launch that wouldn't go well would be no one signing up. And I'm like, even then that's not a failure. It's like, okay, I just learned from that. Maybe I need to change the marketing, et cetera. I talked about this on a recent podcast. Like you just take that feedback and move forward. But then I realized I'm like, yeah, I don't think I put myself in a position to truly fail and I need to work on that. So that will be an interesting thing to experiment with in July. And then I definitely plan to take that vacation in August. And like I said, I want to be off the grid. So I am planning to like completely shut off social media and just be chilling around Europe or America. We're trying to figure out where we're going, but this is all to say that I know the end of 2021 is going to be a lot different than how last year shaped out for me. I've grown up. I'm wiser. I know my power now. And I also know this is going to call me into a new standard of leadership. I am going to have to have more nuanced conversations. I'm going to have to inform myself more, go deeper into certain topics, and I am going to have to do some things I've been putting off and likely hire more help or implement more systems and all those things that come with business, but I'm ready. Like truly, I'm ready. I feel like this is the conversation I've been wanting to have, and this is what I've been needing to say to myself to really commit to this, and so this is my declaration with the podcast. 
So yeah, I hope this makes sense. Um, a lot of this has also come from me discovering more about astrology and my natal chart and human design and joining different communities. And so I would encourage you to surround yourself with people that will bring this side out of you. I don't know if I would have been able to come to this point had I not been in spaces where there are powerful leaders or been inspired by the messages people put out there. So that's something that I want to cultivate too, is a community aspect, like I said, a membership or something similar where we can have fun conversations while also looking at everything from a human lens, while also blending spirituality into it. And yeah, that's what I'm going to be focusing on for the next next six plus months. And like I said, it's going to be different around here. It's going to be different, but it's going to be fun. And I also just want to commit more to like telling you about myself and like what I do. Like Last week I went to a house party and we danced and I kept putting on rap songs and like dancing in the middle and I drink like 12 ciders. I'm like, I don't want to have to hide that self, that, that part of myself anymore. Like, I really want you guys to know about me and my life and, and what I do when I'm not coaching or working on this podcast. So yeah, I've said a lot and I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. What do you all think? And I would love to invite you into a conversation to really expand expand. I think that's it. That's the word is just expand. Like let's expand the lens through which we look at things. Let's expand our knowledge. Let's expand our trust for ourselves. And yeah, I feel like I'm rambling now. So I'm going to wrap this up and thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys resonated with this in some way, or you learned something about me. And like I said, I know that because my content is shifting, maybe not everybody will resonate with that. And I'm okay with that. I think it's okay to evolve and outgrow old versions of yourselves. So if you feel like, you know, this content isn't resonating anymore, or you do think it's resonating and you're like, hell yeah, I'm here for it. Just know I'm okay with either of it. Like I'm totally okay with where I'm at and I trust myself and I trust you with your decisions as well. But I'm just here to have fucking fun and be spiritual and be human and really expand our intuition and all the fun things that come with being a human. So yeah, I'm going to wrap up. You can find me at Chelsea Rife on Instagram or at non-expert opinion pod. You can go to my website, chelsearife.com. Or shoot me an email, info at chelsearife.com if you want to just have a longer conversation. I'm pretty much on Instagram, though, if you want to DM me and have a conversation there. And just as a reminder, for the month of July, anybody who leaves a review is getting entered into a giveaway to win a spot inside of Magnetic Manifestation 101. And also, I'm laughing because I, I feel like I've been like talking about the word manifestation this whole time. I still heavily believe in the power of manifestation, but looking at it from a different angle that's not like light and love and limiting beliefs. Like my the way I teach is like very much focused on practicality in the nervous system. So if you want to learn about that, then I definitely think you would love Magnetic Manifestation 101. So if you want to win a spot inside of that, go ahead and take a screenshot of your review, send it to me, info at chelsearife.com, or just DM me the screenshot and I will drop your name into the virtual hat and I'll choose a winner at the end of July. And if you want to go ahead and just grab that course, it's up on my website, chelsearife.com. And that's it. I am complete. Thank you so much for listening to this wild ride of a podcast. I appreciate it so much and I will see you next week.